You're listening to the How to Rock Online Marketing Without Losing Your Cool Podcast, episode number 10. Welcome to the How to Rock Online Marketing Without Losing Your Cool Podcast, because keeping your cool is very, very cool. And now your host, who is always cool as a cucumber, Terry Holly. Hey everyone, this is Terry Holly, and welcome to another episode of the How to Rock Online Marketing Without Losing Your Cool podcast. If this is your very first time joining me, thank you so much for being here. For my return listeners, hello. This podcast is produced weekly and show notes can be found on my website at hollycreative.com. Please, please come back often. And we can also be found on iTunes And you can also add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed. Again, all show notes today can be found on my website at hollycreative.com. So let's get right down to the show. So I was reading a very provocative article in the Harvard Business Journal called Content is Crap and Other Rules for Marketers. Now, despite the blunt title, I felt really compelled to open up this episode and talk a little bit more about this. So is content crap? So as a business owner and probably an online marketer, you're probably very familiar with this thing called content marketing, and you're probably immersed in it every day when you check in on Facebook, Twitter, or read a business blog. And with publishing content getting easier and easier, I'm going to assume that your business has engaged in some form of content marketing at some point in time, or you're thinking about it. And if you ask any professional online marketer, what is the most important part of online marketing? They will probably say content. So why does this article call content crap? Well, think about it. When you read a blog post or a Twitter update or see a picture on Facebook from a business that really resonates with you, what are some of your thoughts? Mm, Gotta get me some more of that content or that content was so sexy or that content really has me on a high. Of course not. Your focus isn't on the content. That's never the focus. It's really the experience or feeling that this business or brand has created for you through the content. The thing that makes your brand sticky, sexy, or feeling like people got to get me some more of you, (laughs) it's not the content. It's the experience they have with your brand. Now, you can certainly create an experience with content, but how is that done? So is your content marketing just crap? Or are you creating an experience for your prospects and clients? So let's get on with the show. So today, we've got a really exciting topic that I am so incredibly excited to share with you. 
It's one way that you can create an experience for your prospects and customers that actually do not involve content, but involve something called experiential marketing. So coming up is a terrific interview with Wendy McAllister. She is the owner of Evolution Consulting Group. She is an experiential marketing consultant, and she's really fantastic at explaining what experiential marketing is and how a business can use it to deepen relationships with their prospects and customers. Today during the interview, you're going to learn more about experiential marketing and how to use it. And here's a big secret. It's really, really fun to do. You can easily become the talk of the town by organizing an experiential marketing event or a series of events through an experiential marketing campaign. It breaks away from the virtual world where we spend so much of our time connecting. And if you are in an industry with other businesses who are not trying this yet, it will really set you apart. Now, after the interview, I'm going to be announcing a really cool freebie that you definitely want to get your hands on that will help you implement an experiential marketing event or a series of campaigns for your business. So make sure you listen to the entire interview. So without further ado, here's my interview with Wendy McAllister. So Wendy, welcome to my podcast. I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you, Carrie. I'm so happy to be here. Um, Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to chatting with you today. Yeah, so we've got a really exciting topic today. So Tell everybody who you are and what you do and how you have clients. Sure. Well, my name is Wendy McAllister. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. Um, And I founded a group or company, rather, called Evolution Consulting Group a little over 10 years ago. And we are a brand and marketing company that focuses on experiential marketing And primarily, we have a variety of lifestyle-related clients that want to engage more um, effectively and in a more compelling way with their customers. So we work with our clients on developing custom, you know, brand and marketing campaigns and experiential marketing strategies to help them achieve that. That sounds fantastic. Now, define experiential marketing because a lot of people may not know exactly what that is. How do you define it? Absolutely. So experiential marketing is a term that um, has been around for several years, but I think, you know, more recently it's becoming something that people are starting to hear a little bit more about. But it's basically the use of a variety of marketing tools to create and deliver a custom mix of robust and compelling experiences that really bring a brand to life for their customers in a like a fun and engaging way. Um, and it's really using sensory kinds of experiences where people can, you know, taste and touch and uh, hear and smell what aspects of a brand there are to really make it seem more personal to them and really uh, relate more to the brand directly. And really experiential marketing is something that's used to make customers have a memorable experience that makes them be more loyal to the brand or take a specific kind of call to action, make a purchase or, you know, share about their experience on social media. So there's a lot of different benefit to using experiential marketing, but that's how I would define it. Give me an example of one of your experiential marketing campaigns. Sure. So we 
did a launch event for Evolution Consulting Group a couple years ago that I think is a great example of how we use experiential marketing. So we based it on seven experiences and basically wanted to showcase the brand for our customers and supporters and things of that nature. So we did a taste where you could taste different things and also make your own champagne mimosa cocktails using different kind of toppings. We did an explore section where we had a social media station set up with an iPad so that you could see some of the different campaigns that we worked on and see some of the different products that we worked on over the you know recent years. We also had a touch station where we had our event actually at a spa. So we had someone doing uh, mini hand massages as well. And it was just a really great way to show people through an experience how they could connect with our brand. And I think, you know, again, it's a unique way of just engaging people more of a firsthand way, a personal way, and something that they will really just be able to participate in and be engaged by versus just telling them, oh, this is our brand and this is what we do. It was really showing them. And some other cool, interesting examples, for example, Coca-Cola did a huge experiential marketing campaign at um, the London Olympics, where they created a compound on the uh, Olympic site and had literally a sensory experience for people where they could touch and hear, for example, they had a song that they created that was Olympic themed um, and people could beat on different instruments to create their own song. Um, And all the while they were doing this in a branded environment where it was all about Coke. I think they even had like umbrellas for people for when it rained. They were taking selfies or, you know, pictures for people when they wanted to have their picture taken and all kinds of things that Coke, for example, was doing at an event to really showcase the brand firsthand, up close and personal and get people to experience it versus just be told about how great it is or how it tastes. People can actually feel it for themselves or see it for themselves or touch it for themselves. And there's lots of different, you know, examples of companies that have used things like, for example, another one is um, there was a Call of Duty event for people who are Call of Duty fans where they created an actual Call of Duty live environment. So people who love that game were actually able to be in Call of Duty themselves and experience a literal Call of Duty environment. So they created a compound, I think, over the course of a few days over a weekend and actually had people interact as if they were literally in the game themselves. So those are just a couple of examples, you know, big and kind of small of where you can leverage experiential marketing to better engage a consumer. Yeah, you know, I love this. And there's a lot of talk today about content and content being king, which I agree, but I think one limitation with just having a content marketing plan is that you're grabbing the attention of your prospects and customers, but you're not really keeping their attention. And I think through experiential marketing campaigns, you can really keep your 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 prospects and your customers' attention um, as opposed to just grabbing it. Yeah, so that's absolutely right, um, Terry. And that's one of the benefits of leveraging an experiential marketing campaign and really thinking of your brand experience for your customers is that 
you know, you can lead the horse to water, but you can't make them drink. And so I think this is a great way to, to bring people's attention to what you do in your brand. But at the same time, creating something that it could either be a live experience or a digital experience that ties into traditional marketing. And to your point about, you know, content being king, it's a way to really captivate people and make it something that's more relatable through a memorable type of experience. So I agree with you that beyond content being king, the experience is queen, let's say, and making the dynasty complete. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. And um, at your event a couple of years ago, I mean, my whole body was just buzzing with the sensory experience. I mean, we were able to touch things, smell things, see things. It was just wonderful. It just really engaged all of the senses. And it, it was an experience that really stuck with me. And I think stuck with everybody that attended. So Thank that you. Was I'm glad that you enjoyed it. We're just looking to create more experiences for our clients. We're working on a couple of pop-up events right now where we're really trying to to create an experience that people will find very memorable and something that they want to talk about and, and buzz about on social media and word of mouth. And I think to your point about the sensory aspect of it is another thing that people can really leverage. And, and there's some unique ways that you can do it. I know it's not maybe so relevant for all businesses to have all of the senses engaged, but certainly there's a couple of ways that, you know, that you can do it as a business owner. So, yeah. So that was my next question. Say, you know, I'm a, I'm a small business owner and I want to give experiential marketing a try. Where do I start? What do, what do I do? I think one of the first things that you want to do as a small business owner who wants to use experiential marketing for your, your customers and, and as part of your marketing strategy is to really think about your relationship with the customer and how you engage with them and how they engage with your product or your service, thinking about your brand and what makes sense about your brand to showcase to your customer. So, for example, a great example that I really have, have loved and have used in previous discussions is, you know, there was a wedding photographer who captured an event, a wedding, like they always do. However, what they did in their customer experience, because it doesn't always have to be an event-based campaign, they actually took their packaging and made it an experience. So when they delivered the product to the client, which was the wedding video and the wedding photographs, they packaged it in a way that was really, really visually stunning. And I can certainly send you an email picture of that that you can share with your, your audience. But it was just a really whimsical and creative branded package that had some candies and some very well designed materials about how to care for the photos. And I thought it was just a really nice way to say thank you to a client and create an experience for them that was beyond just, oh, here's your photos. Thanks so much for hiring us. It was a little bit more effort went into it. And it wasn't something that was super elaborate in the sense of the packaging, but it was something that was unique enough, memorable enough, I think, that created an experience in the customer's mind. Some other examples that small businesses can use without, you know, breaking the bank could be, you know, hosting like a really small, intimate uh, customer appreciation event or a special preview if you're launching a new product or service, giving a select customer base access to that. Maybe if you're doing a social media campaign where you encourage your customers to engage with your products online in exchange for some kind of incentive or prize. So for example, if you're, let's say you're, you know, a candy maker and you are launching a new line of candies for the holidays, you may have a little holiday preview party and encourage people to share them tasting your candies online or scoping, you know, using Periscope to scope Periscope the event or something like that where you're tying in kind of social media as well as a live event together 
Or, again, you can use that example where I said about the uh, wedding photographer where they just use their packaging and put a little more effort into the experience to thank a customer. So it could range from launching a product or thanking a customer or wanting to target a new customer through social media or a live event or, you know, street teams are, are kind of a classic way that people use an experience you know, handing out free samples, just sort of those kinds of things. And I think traditional marketing doesn't have to fall by the wayside, but just thinking of ways that you can really engage your customer, make something relevant for them, make it memorable, and certainly something that's buzzworthy that they would want to share with their audience. But really thinking through the experience, I think, is important from start to finish and thinking about the touch points from the moment that you announce a campaign to concluding a campaign. So if it's an event, you know, from the save the date to the thank you for coming to the event. So just thinking about the whole spectrum of ways that you're going to engage with your customer and really looking for opportunities to use an experience to, to connect with them. Lovely. Yeah, that's, that's great advice. Now, you'd mentioned something about social media, and I had a question about that. How does social media or how can social media enhance experiential marketing efforts? I think social media is really a great way of enhancing experiential marketing efforts because there's multiple platforms where a brand can instantly connect and communicate directly with their consumer and target audience. So, for example, on Twitter or Instagram or even Periscope, there are real-time opportunities where you can use not only rich media, video, photos, you know, contests, that kind of thing to engage with your consumer, but also to communicate and get feedback from them that you can then leverage or use in some kind of way to optimize your product or to promote as a brand ambassador or something of that nature. So I think social media, because there are so many platforms out there where you can have that direct pipeline with the consumer, that you can really use it to enhance, if not be the sort of fundamental distribution channel for your marketing effort. You know, lots of people rely on social media now to communicate directly with their consumer, you know, and are moving away from sort of the more traditional kind of print or advertising and things like that in media. This is a way to really have that direct relationship with your customer and really make it something that's interactive and engaging and fun. So just an example, you know, I mentioned about Periscope. So that's, you know, a video streaming platform that allows people to connect with their customers through a live video stream feed. Let's say if you're a fashion blogger, you might periscope a shopping trip. And while you're doing that, give your audience tips on how to pick the perfect outfit. Now, it's just a way of typically using social media, but you may follow that up with some kind of shopping trip that you offer your clients for following you or liking you on Periscope or commenting or something like that. So it's a way to kind of extend that social media experience into a live event. People do that as well. So it's a really great way, I think, of, of communicating with your customers where they are and how it makes sense for your business. Yeah, I love the following up to a live event. Um, I know you've done that before. And that's, you know, sometimes I can get people really excited about what's coming up and really bridge that gap between something being virtual and something being live, which sometimes, you know, I love social media. It's a nice virtual channel to build relationships with, but there's there's still that face-to-face interaction that's so important. Exactly. Uh, and I'll just say yeah. this really quick, Terry, something I thought of um, as I was kind of thinking about our conversation today, and this is something I hadn't shared with you yet, but I figured I would share with you. So I was thinking about Holly Creative, just as an example. You know, one thing, just as an example for you, is like you're 
so big on obviously social media is such a big part of your business and what you do but one of the ways that you could maybe use experiential marketing to extend that into a live kind of event or something is it doesn't have to be like a full-on big scale event certainly event is a relative term but you could do a creative play date as an example you know those coloring books and things like that are so popular these days and maybe like play-doh just as an example but it ties into your business in that you're a creative company and you're trying to use social media and digital platforms and things like that to really help create brands for people that, you know, are successful. So just to play off of that creative part, you could have a creative play date and, you know, use your social media channels to tease the event and then have, you know, an actual live event where you have your customers come together for a creative, you know, fun workshop or, or play date. So. I love that. We might have to talk a little bit after the show. <laughs> but there's, there's all sorts of ways that you can go about leveraging experiential marketing. I think the, the sky is the limit and just really thinking about, just to go back to your earlier question about, you know, how to make it successful, it's really important to just make sure that it's aligned with the brand and the customer and what the customer needs or expects from your brand. And I think when you build off of that, that you're more insured to be successful than just kind of arbitrarily picking a, you know, event or something to do or copying off someone else that doesn't really make sense or align with your brand. So I think it's important to be really mindful of, you know, what's relevant because it may not be that you need to be on all the platforms or do a live event or something. It's just that you really have to to decide what's going to bring you the best ROI and what's going to be the best experience for your customer. Well, Wendy, thank you so much for being on my podcast today to talk about experiential marketing. I always have found this to be a really interesting topic and definitely another marketing channel that's, you know, right at so many of our fingertips. And I was, I'm so glad that you came on today to talk a little bit more about it. Thank you, Terry. Yeah, and, and how to get started. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's been great talking with you today about experiential marketing, and I, I uh, appreciate all your audience, and um, thank you again for the opportunity. Absolutely. So are you ready to dive into experiential marketing? I certainly hope so. What a wonderful interview with Wendy McAllister. And I want to thank her again for being my guest on the podcast today. And to give you a little kickstart with experiential marketing, Wendy has put together a terrific freebie called Beyond Buying, Engaging Your Audience in Your Personal and Business Brands. It's a comprehensive brand engagement assessment that Wendy put together that will help you explore how to increase your brand engagement and how to dive into experiential marketing. You can download the freebie right now by going to hollycreative.com forward slash experience. Again, that's hollycreative.com forward slash experience. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining me on the show today. And hey, listen, if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on iTunes. Definitely share this podcast with a friend. And please visit my website at hollycreative.com for more free tools and resources that will help you grow your business. You've been listening to the How to Rock Online Marketing Without Losing Your Cool podcast. I'm Terry Holly, and I will see you right back here next week. 